Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of The Taboo Table. I'm Jess. I'm Lola B. And we've got our lovely guest, Ashley. I'm Ashley. I'm <laughs> one of the money medics. Okay, so mm -hmm. Ashley has joined us today um, to basically talk about money, yeah. one of my favourite subjects. Um, money, money, money. We've brought Ashley on because, as she said, she's uh, one of the money medics. You want to quickly tell us what the money medics are? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the money medics, um, there's three of us, so we're a trio. And basically what we do, we focus on giving millennials all the tips and tricks um, they need to make good money decisions. Cash so boiler. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Budgeting, saving, investing, getting onto the property ladder. But I think one of the most important things is that when we give like guidance and support, it really is from like a lifestyle perspective. Mm -hmm. So obviously you take the information and then you make the decision that is right for you. For you. Amazing, mm -hmm. amazing. Before we get into talking about money, which I know you guys can't wait for. Let's do a little icebreaker. We're going to do a little <laughs> game with you, Ashley. Okay. Go on. So, if you could never work again, like... You've, you've made ever you've made all the money you mm. need to make what job what is it what's the one thing you think you'll do okay. mm, first of all you can never make enough money <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> but um what would i do it's a hard one i think i would probably pursue um acquiring new skills so mm. i'd probably go to cookery school mm. um i'd pick up things like maybe like some instruments like the piano yeah um i probably do a lot of charity work i oh, guess like maybe one. with like children yeah, yeah, yeah. um animals as well yeah um, i'd probably be i'd probably be more on social media so i do like a lot of like social media experiments where i'm like giving money away oh wow prizes away and stuff life, like that. yeah that's yeah, that's it's really yeah. That's yeah that's yeah, i think that's probably what i would do yeah um, that's such a good one that's really good you? that's a lot if money wasn't an issue mm -hmm. Uh, no one would ever see me again. I'd be hopping from country to country. I would want to explore every inch of this earth. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, if money wasn't an issue, I'd be living on a plane, to be quite <laughs> honest. Mine's quite similar. I, but you know, like those hotel reviewers just <laughs> testing out, di <laughs> testing out different yeah. um, luxury hotels and stuff. But um, I think I'll do a bit of charity work as well. Mm. So, like, um, Oh yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> like missionary and stuff, or working with like orphanages, just stuff that. Yeah. Yeah, stuff that will keep me yeah, fulfilling give, stuff. Give yeah. back and all give that. Give back and stuff. Yeah. That's it. Okay, so our topic today is obviously um, about generational wealth, mm. um, money management, and, and legacy, and basically what our parents and the generation before have taught us about you know building a legacy and and. Um, looking after our money, mm. making money, etc. Yeah. Do you think our, uh, our parents understood what legacy was and what generational wealth meant? Mm. It's, an, one, it's yeah. an interesting question because I, th I feel like that understanding boils down to how they were raised. Um, and I'll get yeah. into that a bit more. So like um, in terms of like maybe the generation before me, yeah. um, I'd probably say no mm -hmm. and like I don't think that was any fault of their own. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a first generation immigrant, so mm -hmm. my parents, they were like, or my mom was like born in Nigeria, my dad was born here, mm -hmm. and then like they all moved here. So I think for them, what was like on their mind and like the most important thing to them was survival, mm -hmm. yeah. settling down, um, you know, building like a sort of like foundation for them, getting by. I don't think like 
what like the next generation or what money they're gonna have is anything right. that came to mind. Right. However, I went to school in Nigeria, so I went to a private school in Nigeria, and I went to school with a lot of like um, really rich kids, and I feel like um, for them, I feel like for um, unlike their parents as well, I do feel like um, generational wealth, legacy, that was like a big thing for them. Because obviously, yeah. imagine like you're not thinking about like survival, how to yeah. survive, or how to make money. Like money would have been all there. That time to so we say then that about like the, the you know the the idea of legacy and generational wealth is for those who are already wealthy or those who are already rich and, and can afford to think about the next generation. Um, I feel like they don't need to be rich, but mm. I mean, like she said, they were just surviving. I feel mm. like if you, first of all, we were most of our parents' generation, they were like oppressed, or our grandparents' generation, they were oppressed. I feel like they were occupied already mentally with yes. things they had to do. So saving and building up wealth probably wasn't mm -hmm. the first thing Personal on their mind. mind, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with you um, in terms of like mental capacity, because obviously you're trying to like get your papers. Yeah. Um, like when my That's my mum yeah. first moved um, here, she was like a cleaner, do you know what yeah. I mean? And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Her like biggest um, worry was getting food on the table, not yeah. like how yeah. much money am I going to save or am I going to pass like yeah. um, the money on to my children? Like for example, like in poorer countries, um, the things that they think about is stuff like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. And obviously, yes. when you move to countries like the, um, for example, where we live, we can think like, oh, what am I going to have for lunch mm -hmm. two months in advance? Because right. obviously, we have the mental space and the capacity for that. Yeah. So it is definitely about like what you're going through currently yeah. in the situation. And you were saying about your mum like coming here and starting a job as a cleaner. Like my mum was, um, she worked in a care home, mm -hmm. and even just I feel like the little money she was making and living as you know, a single parent, mm -hmm. she was still required to send money back yep. home. Mine was as well. Yeah. And for me, I was like, you, you're barely, she wasn't thriving or anything. She was yeah. just barely surviving. And yeah. the fact she was still expected to send money back home to help other members of her family, that's yeah. a heavy burden. I think that story is, is, is pretty, 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 pretty the same story that a lot of us have kind of grown up knowing. Yeah. Mm. It's the same thing, immigrants, they come over and then they're trying to, you know, work to survive and, and do better for themselves. And then somehow they're still managing to look after like a whole family. They're mm -hmm. paying for people's schools, they're paying for people to, you know, to live, to eat, to, you know, mm. have businesses and mm. that. Yeah. And so what I think is quite remarkable is like, for instance, my parents, they were able to build homes back home mm. from the little that they were making as cleaners, as, mm. as taxi, you know, you know, drivers, etc and get mortgages here yeah and and you know i don't know it, it has it got anything to do with with times easier for them then because we're sat here where our parents age when they started and for me it's such a big mortgage for us is such a big issue right now mm. i know obviously you've bought your house yeah. already and how did you kind of come from having parents that you know were trying to survive to you mm. kind of thriving, thriving on your own? Um, I think the one thing that I can say that when it comes to mind that I really picked up in like my household is that hustler mentality. Mm. Yeah. Like if there was no money, you find a way you to get the money, money by yeah. any means necessary. Um, so um, I grew up in a council estate. I grew up in East London, Leighton. We moved around between Leighton, Leighton Stone, yeah. Walthamstow. Um, eventually my parents bought like their council house in Walthamstow. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was like the first property that they bought and then slowly after that um, we actually moved into Essex, they bought like another house yeah. and um, even at that like my mum had like a good job, like my dad was a businessman so I, I, I guess I, I slowly saw them 
go from like maybe like struggling to like almost like yeah making something of themselves um i really do feel like my eyes really opened again when i went to school in nigeria that was like where did you get, where did you school? So I went to school called Green Springs okay. in Lagos. So oh, yeah. I went to school with like President's children, wow. children that like their parents yeah, own yeah. banks. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you know that Nigeria is a cash economy, so they were like cash rich. You'd go to their houses, like big massive, mansions. big yeah, houses. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it it was like oh my god! Like yeah. so when I was there, I was like wow! Oh, it like, was yeah. it was just. She's like, I want this for myself. Yeah, it is. Africa will do that yeah. to you. Yeah. And I mean, people have no clue. Because yeah. like growing up in East London, like in a council estate, obviously when you think of black people, I didn't know or didn't see, see any black. So when, yeah. when I went to Nigeria, it was like, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. So that really inspired me. And I know that, for example, like Nigeria is not the easiest place um, to make it in. They're very like strong. Again, they have a hustler's mentality. So I know that like, the fact that you know I live in the UK, I know that there are like um, glass ceilings, like institutional like racism and yeah. like um, mm. obviously like misogyny and stuff like that. But mm. I can still overcome it. Like there's nothing like we don't have absolute poverty in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I like going there made me understand and believe that if I want to do something, you can do it. Yeah. That there's nothing. I feel like can get in the way. living back home and makes you. I feel like we're more content. Mm in the UK mm. like when you're around like you see poverty every day but at the same time that can be right next door to a mansion it's just a different level it of yeah. hustler mentality instills mm. in you mm, mm, mm. Oh. yeah so then I'm like living at home in terms of like like I'd always wanted to own my own property because that's like what my parents had done so I was like okay I'll yeah. do it yeah like we never like had the talks that oh you should be saving you right. should be saving towards your own property yeah i just knew that it was like a dream and it was a vision just something when I did you to know do. because not mm. everybody goes to africa and gets inspired and sees big mansions and, and whatever so when when does it click that this is the time for me to start saving and when you started saving you you went hard mm. like i've heard mm. you talk about what you were saving mm. compared to what you was living on i was mm. like okay i don't know how many people can relate to that can yeah. you kind of share a bit yeah, about like yeah. what you were saving and what so, you spending? Okay, so first of all, when I was at university, I was like really bad with money. Like mm-hmm. bad, 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 like to all the point where like sometimes I couldn't even afford to eat. Do <laughs> 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 you know, it, it, it was bad. Yeah, it was really, really bad. Eat. And I was just like, this is not, this possibly can't be my life. Yeah. Like, I think I was just like, I was just fed up. So like in my, and I'm like a really restless person. I love multitasking. I can do like a million things at once. Mm-hmm. So in my fourth year of university, I picked up three jobs. Wow. So I worked in the library and then like, I was like an ambassador for like both like my universities. Why you were doing a dissertation? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm <laughs> what? Just, I just, I don't know, it's just how okay. I am. Like I can't focus on, I always have to have just a few things yeah. going on. Yeah. So I did that and then at that time I got some sort of scholarship grant mm-hmm. and it was like, that was like the most money I'd, I'd ever received that belonged to me. Yeah, so it's yeah. like 2,500 and I was like, oh my God, I really don't want to spend this money. Let me see if I can save it. Mm-hmm. Let me get a job. So then I was saving like a couple hundred here and there. And I was like, I kind of told, told myself, hey, do you know what I'm going to do? Instead of like um, leaving university broke, I'm going to like leave university with some money. So that, yeah, yeah. that, that was just like, kind of like the little goal that kind of sparked it. Good. I also had started investing when I was at university, just like playing around and then, um, 
when I left university, I just told myself, I must. I don't know what it was, I was like, I have to buy a house. And the the kind of like the ballpark that I gave myself was like, oh, I'll save like ten thousand pounds. I didn't really know like you had no clue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had I knew nothing like how much deposit I needed and whatever, but I knew that let's start with ten thousand pounds. So yeah. I was doing like my pre reg um, training to be a pharmacist. I was on like eighteen and a half thousand pound, mm -hmm. and I knew that to be able to get to ten thousand pounds in a year, that was like eight hundred and forty something pounds. Monthly. So I was like, okay, yeah. cool. I'm gonna save that, but then. Um, I need to make extra money to be able to live. So then what I did was I bought my travel for the whole year mm -hmm. and that money was from the money that I left university with. And then also what I did is I took up tutoring. So I would like do my pre You were hustling. That yeah. is hustling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. I would like work Monday to Friday and then I would do tutoring Saturday to Sunday, literally 6 a.m. to like yeah. 8 p.m. Did I hear you right when you said you were saving like a grand and living on three hundred pounds? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello. Obviously, my in travel was paid you, for. In uni, you can't. No, actually, you, you said you left it. uni, right? You had left uni when you were saving. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, thinking about that, just leaving uni, think you about could what? probably do that. She didn't have rent to pay. No, I was still paying, paying rent. Oh, you I, was did? I was still contributing at home. Oh, oh. no, 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 no. But, no, but three. I'm just trying to wrap my head around three hundred pounds. You have to think about it, right? This is this is like what five years ago. Right. Yeah. We are living in a completely, completely different, different time. time. That's yeah. true. Five that's true. years ago, social media wasn't really popping off like that, so mm. there wasn't really like the social pressures of that. Like true. for example, like you did, like it wasn't about like dressing nice. Like there, there wasn't I no like pretty little thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All there was was Primark. Primark. You know yeah, what I mean? That's Nobody so was wearing wigs, people weren't yeah. doing makeup. That's like, for example, that whole year days. I had my natural hair. I had one wig <laughs> for the whole year. I didn't go on any holidays. I wasn't yeah. going out. Even the premium two days were expensive. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was a completely, there, there, there weren't those expectations. I didn't yeah. have to look a certain and way. I didn't have to true. go to certain places. Yeah. So true. I could like comfortably do that. And I, did, like, and I didn't feel inferior or yeah, anything like course, that. Yeah. But now I feel like, Doing that now will be still much harder. It'll be There's much a lot harder. of distractions. A lot, a lot of distractions. And no one, you said no one really taught you about investment and investing. So that's something you had, you picked up on your own just literally, because you wanted a house. Literally, yeah. Um, can I, can I just say though that I mean it's it's good and it's I think it's powerful and you've done such a great job in that you were able to come to a point where you decided to take control of your finances and your money. But I, I do think there's a lot of us that were stuck kind of in households where even if we knew we wanted to, mm. you know, do something or earn something, one, mm. we didn't know where to start. Mm. And then two, for me personally, there was almost sort of like a resistance and a barrier that I had to come kind of, you know, try and get through because mm. where I was staying at home, mm. do you remember EMA days? Mm. <laughs> Does anybody remember EMA? EMA from college. Right, so the moment... EMA came out and my dad knew that there was £30 that I was receiving. I was cut off. There was not a single penny. There was no money for travel. There was nothing. And then when we got to uni, the moment that you knew that you was getting a grant or something. It's like, use that money. It was like, use that money. Mm -hmm. Help mm. me pay this in the house. Mm. Pay for this, pay for that, pay for that. And I think this is where I always bring culture into it because I know there's a lot of people like us, that look mm. like us, from the mm. same kind of backgrounds that had mm. those restrictions for instance yeah. and then I know that other cultures they would have never had to pay a dime towards mm. the house they were given the 
the freedom, the space, the time to kind of... And they were still giving. I had friends that were still giving pocket money on top of that. On, on top like, of I was that. Expect, I think half of my grant I was using to pay, like, I was some helping, my rent. Yeah, I was yeah. helping... My, you know, I was helping my mum do this and that yeah. around here. So it was almost like... Even if I had the head to save and to bank my money, you I couldn't because I was expected to help out in, in other ways. And I yeah. think the pressures that sometimes comes from these households, it, it's, a lot. it's a lot. And it, it does kind of hinder us from mm. progressing financially and, yeah. and investing and giving that free space to yeah. put our money where it needs to go. Well, I mean, that's like our parents as well, isn't it? Like mm. what we were saying earlier, that they're expected with what they earn, the little they earn, just because they've that's made true. that breakthrough into another um, country now, they're expected, okay, now come and help home. But I'm like, when you, everyone knows that when you move to like your first generation um, immigrant, when you move to a new country, you're, you have your own struggles, mm -hmm. adapting <laughs> to where you are, um, being a single mom, mm -hmm. you know, working two, three jobs, night jobs, cleaning, cab, whatever you're doing. And even that struggle, you're still struggling, but expecting to help those yeah. back home struggling. It's just that mindset, like mm -hmm. we're trapped in. So do you, think, do you think that we should, you know, when we're, how old were we when we're in college? 18? Seven. 16, 17. 16, yeah. do, you, do you think we should be paying rent it, living in our parents' house? Um, Truthfully. I think, I I do believe that when you start earning money, I do believe in like contribution. So as soon as I like got like my first job, I would pay like, I, I, I wouldn't call it rent, but it was a contribution in proportion to what I earned. Mm -hmm. I, I do believe that um, you should do that. And I feel like that kind of gets you into the habit of like, being able to pay bills in some feel, form of responsibility. Like there was, a, uh, there was um, expectancy of you to, to pay. I mm -hmm. had to. You had to. So it, there was, was like, no I, I, I've, right. like in so this I'm entire, since I've started working five years ago, mm -hmm. I've never missed a month of not paying. This and is if, if I did miss it, I'd have to pay it the next month in addition to what I had to pay that month. Never missed it. But that's what I'm saying. That's that's that I feel like you have maybe have that mindset mm. because you had to. Mm. Whereas I feel like it's, you can. I feel like there's other ways to teach your kids yeah, to, to be financially responsible. So you like um, you, think, you give your son chores. Mm -mm. It's not <laughs> about not lesson. To teach us a lesson. That's, that's not about lesson. That's not about helping about. out yeah, because they just, they're tired they of just paying need, rent. Exactly. You know, and you can do chores like you know, like you know, hoovering or doing whatever, right. help out around the house. You know, just little like yeah. obviously. <clears throat> you don't want to be making money and be yamming out your parents' mm. group, um, no. food and groceries. You can help out, but I feel like that whole expectation of us having to pay mm. rent so young mm. is what. It, it but sometimes help. they genuinely need the help. They like, do, you know, they like do. like I, I totally understand in terms of like the chores and. But if like for example, the contribution that I make is like the difference of like me living on the street, then mm. I have to make it. I, do you know what I mean? I, I do think I don't think they would ask for it if they didn't need yeah. it. I yeah, I do think yeah. you know they they need it, and that's why they you know it's yeah. almost like yeah, well you have to. There's no there's no choice. Yeah. But I think there's we, we miss we miss out on you know giving our children like a, a start ahead yeah. when we do that to them. Mm. For instance, I I think for me anyways, I've got a child, so I I, I fought ahead and I'm thinking to myself, I've managed to be paying my my bills all this time without my child's help. Yeah, that why now? If my yeah. exactly why That's now? If point. my child gets to 18 and they start all having dreams and ambitions yeah. and things like that, for me to now say, now that you start earning, give me back this, mm. I almost feel like let him go out and, and spread and his wings. Yeah, and then come go back. Go do your to thing. Help, yeah. There mm. there are right now there are like 
self-made girls all over Instagram, self-made mm -hmm. men all over Instagram that have put a bit of their money to a business and it's blown and they've bought their parents' houses, they've yeah, bought yeah. out their mortgage, they've bought out their cars. And I'm thinking, I would love to do that, do that for my child. Yeah, mm. Give him the freedom, first, go yeah. fly. Mm. When you are ready, I know you're going to come back because you know your mum's looked after you. 100%. We all know that. Mm. Do you understand? It's if we had money right now and we could do for our parents, we would finish, do you know what I mean? We would finish their houses, we would give them back tenfold. You know, and we were talking about back home, and back home, I thought it's different from the parents that come to live here. Back home, you're not expected to, no. you know, your parents, parents even pay for your wedding. Child. They look right after their child. Right up. Thank you. I know families that are, yeah, you know, they bought them their first house post marriage, mm -hmm. like you know, helping them, and I feel. Why is it when they get here or America, it's like, okay, now you need to help pay rent. It's just such a different... It's interesting because at the same time, when you go back home with like the poorer families, yeah. okay, the children are helping, the children are, yeah. but then with like the richer families, like even, I know that um, I knew someone where she got married and like the husband's mum mm -hmm. would give them like a monthly stipend as a couple. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think like it, it depends on like, your how background. much money yeah, yeah. you're making. Definitely know how much money they have. How do we how do we start teaching kids or teaching mm. our kids about wealth? Because I mean there is a difference. Would you say there's a difference between riches and wealth? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think rich that's like not that it's temporary, but it's like confined between like just a, maybe a set time. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Wealth is I think wealth is ongoing. Yeah. And I, I also feel like wealth for me, when I think of wealth, I think of like passive income yeah. and not Making having to money like do sleep. something yeah. to or, or physically go to a place like to wake to make money yeah. and I feel like wealth it um, transcends it goes from generation to generation yeah, yeah. Um, I watched this video about um, this Chinese family I think mm. he owned um, in America he owned a block of estates mm. and then in that estate he was teaching his youngest I think it was between like five to eight and I think he was in control of like the mailbox room and collect, collecting, I don't, I can't remember what it was, but collecting money. So that just interested me of teaching. That's how I would like to teach my kids right. from mm, young, right. how to mm, build their mm, own money, mm, have right. their own savings mm. and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm the same. So I feel like where I didn't get taught about money at all and we've all kind of had to find our way, I've kind of started introducing little things and I think it's so important at such a young age to mm -hmm. start building. It's not when they hit 18 that you start telling them to save because yeah. saving is not it. easy. It's yeah. not something that's innately built. It's so really you like need to, thank well. you. You, you need to get there. Were you taught to save? It, I never were knew. you taught to save? No, it's, I just, I'm just <laughs> 18 because that's when we're adults. I never knew yeah. even at 18. It's in my late 20s yeah. that I was like, oh, I'm gonna need some rainy day yeah, cash. cash you yeah. know what I mean, there are people in their 30s that, don't have rainy day cash. I remember actually being good at saving because I I love just looking at you know my piggy bank. My piggy bank was the one <laughs> yeah, that yeah, would that stand up. So I just it, like yeah. to see through and like yeah. oh, I'm collecting all of this. So you know like back in the Abbey National before it was the ATM oh, yeah. card, you <laughs> had this yeah, you had this thing. little book. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I feel like even when people's like birthday money, like here's mm -hmm. here's fifty pounds, that's that wouldn't be in my account. I never even see that. My mum would be the first one to be like, who bought you the clothes that you're wearing? But I feel like with that, you could have <laughs> let us keep the keep money, the money yeah. and be saving. You yeah. know, that would have taught me definitely. If I if 100%. I saw my money build up, I think that would have put it in the back of my I mind. Think, you never want to be broke. That's a great, great point. My son, is, my son is the same. Like when, right now, he values coins over paper notes, and I'm trying to 
let him understand that I'm this, not is understand where, this is where the, the money is. is. Do you understand? He loves his he queens, but when he gets paper, he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. Like, it's boring. Yeah, no, you, you're getting it the wrong way around. But he, he's the same. So he's got like a piggy bank, and I've also yeah. bought him a wallet. Yes. And then what I do is I'll take him to trips to the bank so he can actually deposit. And he yes. loves that whole idea of that seeing I the numbers on the computer. And I good. think this is how we need to, mm. you know, build it into our children so that yeah. by the time that they get to an age where they can go by themselves, they're not they're not behind. They already have the mindset mm -hmm. that this is accumulating. This is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Have you ever have you ever been excited looking at your account growing? Like, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> African parents, if we can. Talk about money as much as we talk about marriage. Yeah. When are you getting right. married? When are you getting right. married? Right. If right. we talk about when are you, right. are you saving? Are you saving as right. much as we talk when about marriage? I feel most of us will be, be will be rich. We be ballers. A hundred percent. Do you ever like feel pressure because you know? Yes, our parents were sending money back home, but actually, when I look back at my own parents, they've done incredibly well. They weren't even earning half of what we were earning in mm. the beginning. Like and they were saving. fourteen, fifteen, sixteen k. They were earning back in the day when they came over and they were doing cleaning and, and all these chores. But like I said, they've managed to build homes back back home and whatnot. Do you ever feel pressure that, like, if my parents did so much with so little, what am I doing mm. right now? Do you? I don't feel pressure. I, I don't feel the pressure at all. Um, I think one thing that, like, um, I know is that where, like, they've come... So for them, they've, like, come, they've settled... Mm and they've like kind of built something for themselves. I think for us now, I feel like we kind of have to take that step further and it's just ownership. Right. Mm -hmm. To be honest with you, I don't feel any pressure to like do anything like that, to be honest, no. I used to feel pressure, but I feel now, um, the way I think of it is that our parents were used to having so little. Mm. So when they did get that, that more, mm -hmm. even though it was still little, they knew how to save it. Right. Mm. And I feel like we just haven't we're a bit had that. Yeah, we're a bit, bit spoiled a bit. Right. Yeah, but um, I mean, I did feel the pressure. Now I'm just like, if I was in my parents' generation with the hustling mentality that I have, I definitely would have um, been doing the same. Yeah, been doing, the, doing same. the same. I just think it's harder in this economy. But I wish. I mean, I, I save quite well now. I just wish I started this whole saving Sweet. thing earlier. Earlier. Right. Earlier. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely flourishing. a mindset thing. Mm -hmm. I think. Um, it's not even sometimes about like the money, it's about like forming the habit. And that's why I guess why it's so important to start young. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to I used to be in the habit of knowing that I was gonna get paid, so therefore I'd have to finish what was come like what was there before the next um paycheck. The next paycheck basically. Mm -hmm. Um the other thing that for me when I was growing up, obviously I lived in Africa like yourself and so it's like I could see my cousins and the you know their lifestyle compared to the lifestyle that I had back home and so for me there was always a bit of guilt when I would be here to mm. send, send money back like my parents did and mm. for a while my mom tried to rope me into that it, it's a bit of a it's bondage I'm gonna say it's bondage because she used to on a month be sending 40 pounds to this person 50 pounds to that person da, da, da. and then they started to, when I sent I think I remember when I sent my first bit of money back home and then it was almost like Ring, ring, oh, my daughter's sick. Oh, this person's going to school. And then I started falling into the trap of sending the money. Trap, and then I was yeah. just like, this is not going to work. I'm not going to be able to do anything if I continue to mm. look after other people. So I think for me, there was always a bit of guilt growing up in that type of environment to be like, I don't know if you guys have family back no, home. No, no, we yeah. do. I do, do. Yeah, you do I feel was, really guilty. 
Yeah. Do you feel really I always feel sometimes. guilty about how I how I spend my money, and I'm thinking, why? I'm, it's it's there in my savings. Should yeah. I should I not no. be sending it? No. I, I, that <laughs> that sounds so like no. She said sometimes no. you have to like. Um, it doesn't stop. It doesn't. The moment they see you do it, the it's moment like, you help, there's they have the assumption that um, there's more where that came from. Yeah. Not that okay, this can be my last twenty pounds nope. I'm actually giving you. Nope. There's more where that came from. And I just thought, yeah, putting your foot down, like putting your foot down, staying focused, and then coming mm. back to help. I mm. feel like you can't help. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Has there ever been a time where you felt like, for instance, when I was growing up, and you know, you'd be asking for money from your parents, and they swore there was nothing. However, they were still able to feed and not just feed, but pay for people's school and send money for people, people that were able-bodied and were able to work like my mom's got big big brothers yeah muscular brothers that could have been working but she was always sending money to look after and them. that's and that's the thing my mom i just thought she got into that trap of not being able to say no mm -hmm. and like i said a single parent household you're saving families that are still married they mm -hmm. come to our house to have kids you know and you're, 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 you're <laughs> they're living off, off of, of you, money. basically. Yeah. Whereas I felt like if she had saved that for me and my brother, we'll be doing. I'm sure so you've got much, a couple ventures that you would have wanted. So much to, more, yeah, yeah, helping her family with schooling and all of that. It takes so much more of your time and resources mm. that I feel like she could have put into other things. But I feel like she just felt that sense of guilt that yeah. she had to help family or she has to help this one come and school here. And I was like, no. I think I think it's interesting that you say that because. I'm trying to kind of put myself in their shoes and, and I feel like maybe I think to them it's like it is enough that you are in the UK right. what and more do you want yeah. me to do that's, that's, that's enough I've brought you here yeah. yeah. that's it's that's enough they've done their do you thing. know what I mean yeah. done my yeah. bit you live in this house yeah. I give you food that is more than that's enough so that's so true and but then that's it's also that assumption that because you live in the UK, because you live in the United States, you must have money. Yeah. And sometimes I see us struggling more than my family's back home. Mm. But you know, I, so, I, 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 yeah, that, that, that is a hundred percent true. And I think they, they've got it the wrong way around. The wrong that way, because yeah. we're here, we must be doing better quality no. of life, etc. Um, I just want to address the the whole idea of. Um, foundation and set mm -hmm. a foundation for us, etc. If our parents are not going to give us, how do we build our own foundation? Because they've they've obviously come here, they've done their bit. I feel like they've they feel like what they came here to do in terms of when their parents send them abroad and mm -hmm. to make money, to send money back home, to build houses, whatever. Mm. So how do we, as you know, millennials and you know, new mm. generations, mm. start to build for ourselves mm. now? Saving. Saving as Saving. much as you can. Listen, this could live off of three hundred pounds. <laughs> you can make a living that three hundred pounds. But you know what? What yeah, did you spend with that three hundred pounds? Quickly, by the way. Uh, I do meal prep. So I used to do meal prep with my brother. We spent like seven pound a week on food. What did I? What did I seven pound a week. That's one pound a day. Yeah, like we know because we share it. So oh, you said fourteen pound in a week. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be like seven pound each. Yeah, yeah. What did I use that money for? Because you have to Did remember. you have a phone? Huh? Did you have a phone? Yeah, yeah, I paid my phone bill, yeah. My phone was like £18 a month or something yeah, like yeah. that. I had like no bills. Maybe I had like £18 mm -hmm. a month. I had like a gym membership. You even had time for gym. I thought we can do it now with like, what, five, five, six hundred? Yeah, you do can. Yeah, yeah. That's I had true. like, I paid my contribution. Obviously, remember, back again, there was no Netflix, there was no sport, there was, there was none Nothing, of that. Yeah. There was none I keep forgetting this was just in the last couple of years that all of these things kind of gone crazy. Yeah, there was yeah. none of that. 
like saving um investing also we talk about investing and yeah. ownership i think it's yeah. interesting i feel I, I feel like yeah saving to an extent but i feel like one of the biggest like um the biggest thing that we should be focusing on is making more money at mm. the end of the day you can't save yourself to wealth mm -hmm. you can't save yourself to That's riches true. the habit of saving is great mm -hmm. especially when you do come into money mm -hmm. but um and like you know cutting down your expenses that's excellent yeah. that's great yeah. but it does get to a point where it's like you saving that five pounds is not going to do anything for you yeah. but you taking the time out to learn how to make that extra one thousand pounds is going to make that's more so of a difference yeah. that's so true so it's definitely that's ownership about which i feel this generation is doing very amazing. well they're doing really well i feel well. they're doing amazing well, how, how, did we not, how did we miss the mark so badly because i do feel like my younger sisters i feel social media's helped them it, it, it is social media's helped you see that we was just not aware no. we was not aware at all we just kind of mm. just you know was just showing through like i don't think i even thought that finances would ever be a thing until like you know when you reach your 30s mm. and your 40s I, yeah. I just never thought of it like that but yeah. what for whatever reason this generation came out of uni some of them didn't even bother with the uni thing they were just like boom i need to make money they are so money they hungry are. because they, i mean then i mean my when i the, my first year of uni was when facebook landed and I was just thinking about when I went to like NatWest to get the um, the bank, the student finance oh, yes, and everything. Finance, yeah, yeah. I had never seen that much money in my life, <laughs> ever. like ever. ever. So when like two grand of grant is hit, my I'm like, wow, like, I felt rich. Yeah, I felt like, wow, this <laughs> is, is you know, you eat nonsense, you eat pizza, yeah, 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 yeah. and dinner. That's where you want to go and buy dress Food from is where shop. my money went. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, food. That's when you know you're going to Top Shop, you're yeah. going to this, you're going to um, ACS, you're going to every single ACS event, whether it's Leicester's, whether it's Top, <laughs> you're going to, you know. Whereas now, I just think it's. Yeah, hustler mentality. Mm. Like I feel like that money it's, again, business. it's definitely social media. But to be honest, when you look at social media, it's like, you now like you've got like the bell curve, right? What you see on social media is the extreme. Yes. So it's, it's like the the extreme positive 1% and, and then the then extreme, extreme positive and negative 1%. Yeah. And obviously, it's like everyone is aspiring for, for the that, extreme yeah. positive yeah, 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 1%, yeah, yeah. Um, so which, which can really be good. True. And it can be get and it can be bad. It, it can be good in the sense that, like you know, it's very like motivating. Um, like you know, it's inspiring. A, a lot of people do benefit from it. But then it can be negative as well in the sense that if you don't, Compare you know, become like the one percent, yes. right. yeah. you feel like you're you a like failure. Yeah. 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 But then it's like I think one of the issues that not everyone sees what the ninety or ninety eight percent is doing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with your business, do you teach like making money that's comfortable? Like you have, you should know in your head. Like I remember talking to someone, you should know how much you want to want to make. Yeah, you know, to be like in your, I mean, yeah, in your yeah, business plan, yeah, you have yeah, to put yeah, that. Yeah, how much yeah. your yeah. is success to you, mm, mm, and mm, just mm, trying to focus on that mm, and achieving mm, that instead of watching. Mm. Okay, well, this person is what, making what million. Doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that helps. I think it's like it's really important for everyone to work. I think the word is retrospectively to work mm -hmm. retrospectively. Like think of like your dream life. What yeah. would your dream life look, look like? like? Yeah. How much money? does your dream life require? And I mean like on a monthly basis, right? Yeah. So like, let's say for example, maybe my dream life is like, I need like 10,000 pounds a so month. So we need to be specific. You have to be, it's so you have to be specific. Very specific. Because when you're, when you're specific, you can plan. Right. So for example, let's say like my dream life is like, I need like a cash flow of like 10,000 pounds a month. 
and that is enough to maybe live like in like my dream house mm -hmm. um, and obviously this is me and then like by the grace of God when I get married maybe like my husband's cash will be 10 grand as well that'd be yeah. enough to pay like mm -hmm. maybe private school fees yeah. a few holidays a year mm -hmm. and maybe I want to reach that maybe by the time I'm 40 yeah. so then I'm 27 it's the now sometimes it's the daunting planning. isn't it, it for it's me daunting. every time I have plan business plan actually yeah, yeah I'm starting a business but the minute you have to write a business plan why, why do I have to plan you get scary when you start seeing the figures and you're like then you yeah. realize actually i'm here and my goal is here and mm. i need yeah. to be you know but one thing i will say is like um as you continue to jump from circle to circle you'll slowly believe that it is possible right. yeah. do you know what i mean but yeah planning is like no matter how scary the figure may be you have to start uh, somewhere and when you yeah, start somewhere like day by day month by month year by year will happen, you yeah. will learn how to like, okay okay i'm gonna like reach the 1,000 mark, okay, right. now I'm going to do the 2,000, now I'm going to be the 3,000, and it just allows you to be creative, it does expand your mind as well, mm -hmm. yeah. So are we really the generation of self-made? It's interesting that you say that, because I, I feel like we think that because of what we see on social media, we think that because of what we see on social media, remember what I said, social media is 1%, right. mm -hmm. but I remember I read like a, a statistic on Bloomberg opinion. And basically, okay. it said that we are like the least entrepreneurial generation. No, are you serious? Our yeah. parents have always been entrepreneurial, don't you think? We're the least entrepreneurial generation. Yeah. Generation. Well, even if we were to look through the statistics, right? I'm pretty sure, like in terms of the wealth, it is still um, taken up by baby boomers. A lot of people, baby boomers, that have made our wealth. Obviously, they're not on social media, so we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? We don't yeah. know. Social media is just making everything look bigger and better than it really is. Yeah. 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 Whereas yeah, I guess yeah, they didn't yeah. have that exposure before that, so yeah, it is easy to fall into the belief that we are actually, you know. And obviously, talk. We already know that talking about money um, is like a taboo in our culture. Mm. But don't you think that aspect is hurting us? So, like for instance, let's say you got an influencing gig mm -hmm. and I'm in the same field as you, talking about, talking about money might help mm -hmm. mm. like us know where mm. we should benchmark yeah. ourselves. I think that's, that's where things like Money Medics became so helpful for me. And yeah. I, I, I remember watching something on Instagram and it was, it was that, just, that just sparked me taking a very good look at my finances yeah. and making decisions and it's been the it was a small thing but it's been the best thing ever so yes. I think it was Eve at that time that talked about enjoyment fund mm. enjoyment I like fund. see see I'm, I'm not a party girl I don't <laughs> so I don't I'm not a rave girl or whatever but what I enjoy is buying stuff yeah. like I enjoy I like spending my money on buying like accessories bags stuff, and things yeah. like that and so when I watch Money Medics they talked about having a fund that is just dedicated to your enjoyment mm -hmm. in life. So whatever you like to do, whether it's you like to go cinemas, you like to eat out, you like you know your dates, you know earrings, whatever you like to do, you put it on one card. And that's when I found out about the Monzo card. Okay. And so every month when I would get paid, you I'd take my enjoyment, enjoyment fund, fund and put it there. And word for word, Eve said, when that money is done, your enjoyment is what's finished. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, so that, I was yeah. like, really? So the first month, I blew that fund in a day. In a and I was like, oh, it's there. shit. Now I can't, there's nothing I can actually do. do yeah. So then the next month, I had to stretch that a bit more and yeah. more. And then I eventually learned that this is actually manageable. I don't need to be dipping into my money and my savings. Yeah. When it's all on one account, one card, forget it. 
Did yeah. I know what I was spending? Me money. That's the. That that's was yeah, my yeah, yeah. My whole account was me money. So <laughs> I think that's where where it's so helpful when we have things like money medics because it does open up that conversation that yeah. unfortunately we're not having, but we it, we so desperately need, need to, to have. have. Yeah. And it's a little little. When I think when it comes to finances and you know making money and keeping money and spending money, it's the little little things that you can do to mm -hmm. really really get a grasp on your finances. And I think enjoyment fund. Enjoyment fund. Everyone everyone yeah, should. Everyone if you're not doing it already, one. you're. I think you're so late and so behind that there is no reason why you should not have an enjoyment fund just think of a figure that you need usually it's about anywhere between up to 25 percent of, of your pay yeah so yeah up to 25 percent of your pay 10 25 percent of your pay obviously how strict you want to be it's up to you yeah, yeah. i give myself like 10 percent yeah, I, mean, I don't think I did twenty-five percent. That's it. Hey, when you blow that end. money, it's Start like it's like you're just you're <laughs> crying like because you're like, wow, wow I'm a mug. It's I put my nail money in there, my everything, my hair, all of that, and then once that's done, it's done. Like, I leave the card at home, like you know, I've got no money. That's that's, that's one, once it's done. That's why if you have a bay. <laughs> Add to the enjoyment I mean, you call the fund. Sugar daddy. That's it, you know. <laughs> That's when you start finding other resources, and you, then you start thinking, "Damn, I need to make more money. If I want yeah. more enjoyment." Exactly. Yeah. So it, 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 it makes works. you think. It yeah. does make you think. It does make you think. So yeah, we need to get rid of this this taboo around money. And I think we should definitely, amongst your girlfriends, amongst your friends, amongst your Talk family, about it. money mm. should be a very very easy conversation to be having. And I think we need to instill it mm. um, from young. We Even don't. if it's like a monthly, like maybe around the week when everyone gets paid, like a monthly conversation with like your friends, have like a Zoom call. Yeah. yeah. You know, so if how like much you're you trying have to say, this is my goal. Yeah. This is my goal. Keep me accountable. Or maybe this month we're focusing on credit scores. It could be like a 30 minute conversation once yes. a month, maybe exactly. when yes. you get paid, but it makes all the difference it does it does i mean i have a specific friend i used to just talk to especially when it came to like credit scoring because mine was so low i'd never borrowed and stuff so i was starting from scratch i was like yeah these are the credit cards and that and i was just that one friend but when people talk about their credit score now i'm able to like help them but if you like you said if we have like monthly conversations I think one of the reasons why it's a bit of a, diff a difficult conversation, again, like, usually, your, like, your behaviour is based on, like, your experiences. Yeah. Yeah. So if, like, money was, like, a shameful to topic or whenever money was spoken about at home, it was, like, it had, like, a negative connotation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When you're older, that's going to, like, manifest itself and it's going to be very difficult for you to talk about money. Um, also, then, there's all those, like, super... Obviously, growing up in, like, an African household, all those, like, superstition things that... You should never talk about money. The evil eye is watching yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we you don't need to talk lips. about specifically how <laughs> much yeah. is in your yeah. account. And I think it's, sometimes we need to start talking about it. Mm -hmm. So what, what's, like, one of the pieces of advice you'd give? Because you, you own a house. Your brother, who's also part of Money Medics, has bought his house recently. Quite, He's the most recent of you guys to buy his house. No, it was me. So it was oh, Eve, it was, then it was oh, Nick, then okay. it was me. <laughs> right, okay. So Eve bought her house. I've yeah. um, been to her house, lovely. Um, then Nick yeah. um, bought his house after they got married, correct? No, before. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then you've obviously yeah, got your yeah. house. So that's that's the three of them that yeah. bought their house under 30, right? So, like, people that are watching, I know, are just thinking, you know, buying a house is, is there's people out there that it's yeah. not even a, I'm, a reality. I'm sh I'm sh you said you, they bought their house before they got married. Yeah. yeah. So even having he, these uncomfortable... Okay. Before the marriage. Okay. And I was always like, yes, well done. 
get yeah, it well, without yeah. the man. Yeah, get it but even just man. with that, like having that uncomfortable conversation with your man mm. before you get married, so you both understand how you mm. are mm. with money, I think that's important. It's really, it yeah. like financial transparency. It's, so if you don't have it, that can destroy your relationship. Your relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What kind of advice would you give to somebody, you know, that's probably... The, the whole property ladder th thing seems like a myth for them, mm. which I know it will for a lot of people. But you, you've done it, and mm. I know that it's possible for now. There's, there's single mothers mm. out there, there's people on mm. low income, there's so many people, mm. like you said, we've all come from council estates mm. yeah. that believe that this property thing will never happen for them. Like, mm. What kind of advice mm. would you kind of give? I think four things. Mm. Um, obviously, like I said, specificity, so being, you have to be specific. It's not just, oh, I want to buy a house in West London. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I'll always say is do your research. So yes, you want to buy a house in West London. Where exactly do you want to live? Go and look on Zupa. Go and look on Rightmove. Find a house press. Mm -hmm. Once you, for example, let's say the house is like £250,000, usually where I would start off with is like building towards a 10% deposit, right. which is what, £25,000. So now you know to yourself that, okay, I need to save £25,000 to at least start my journey towards saving towards the house. Yeah. Next thing is, you need to figure out like what is your time frame? Do you want to do this in one, two, three, four, five years? Once you do that, obviously like you will divide the amounts. Let's say you want to buy a house in 10 years and it's a £25,000 deposit, that's like what, £2,500 a year, right? Right. Next thing, usually, what I usually recommend after that, like you found the house, you find out how much deposit you need. Go and speak to a mortgage broker. Um, really? Yeah, always. That's like Even the best you decision I made. Deposit. Go and speak to a mortgage broker. So, for example, when I, because I didn't know much information, you, right? Yeah, so yeah. when I, I, so I had saved my deposit when I was on, on like eight and, a, um, eight and a half grand. Um, mm. Sorry, can you just look at the camera and tell them that? Because No, because I think people <laughs> feel like they've got to be on 50k <laughs> you don't, before you don't, they can you start don't, thinking you don't. about no, saving. No, 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 no. You don't, you don't. So, Eighteen K <laughs> you can start saving. Eighteen K Ashley. You can. Okay. Um obviously and then what happened is that I qualified as a pharmacist, I got my first job right and I thought, okay, yeah, I'm gonna go buy my house, cool, whatever. Mm. No, 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 no. <laughs> I went to the mortgage broker and he literally plainly said to me, You you will not earn enough money. Right. So if I had not spoken to the mortgage broker, I wouldn't have quit my job. So right. literally when I spoke to him, I quit my job like handed my notice three months later, I've got a new job. Wow. And obviously Whereas, like, I got the new job, I had already had the deposit. As soon as I got the job, I started making oh, the application. So, like, I would say, like, you can save the money. Don't wait until you've got, like, the fancy job. Just, no, yeah. save the money first. Once, like, you figure out, like, how, you know, how much deposit you need or how much, like, the salary multiplier you need, mm -hmm. you need to work um, towards that. So, for example, just going back to what I said, if, for example, you know that you want to buy a £250,000 house, mm. you know that the bank is only going to lend you four times the amount. So yeah. you have to have a certain salary. So you need right. to think to yourself, what kind of career moves do I need to make right. to be able to reach that? Right. Or am I looking to get married? Right. How much money does that person need to be making for us to achieve that? Or, for example, do I need to increase the deposit? Yeah. How much extra do I need to make? And let's say, for example, you know that based on your salary, you can only squeeze, let's say you need to save £800 a month but you can only squeeze that like, £300 a month. You need to get creative. So oh, yeah. do you need to cut your expenses to come up with the 
extra, extra 200 pounds yeah. then for example do you need to start a side hustle so that you can come up with the extra 400 pounds right. you have to be as specific as possible, possible right. you need to work towards so a bonus know, yeah. do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, be yeah. specific that's yeah. yeah really important that makes perfect sense it, yeah absolutely yeah, so it's your goal the, seems the more vision, you look at the vision you look at what you want and then you kind of now start breaking mapping down, down mapping yeah. down work that towards way. it work towards it or do you need to buy a cheaper place maybe the house in west london is not going to happen right now hey god it's me again <laughs> <laughs> it's me again. And if all else fails, sugar doesn't deserve it. No, I'm joking. Hey. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ashley. You're welcome. Um, Thank you. It's really fun. Yeah, it's really good. I think, I think a lot of people are going to obviously be able to benefit from this conversation yeah. and just learn how to open their mouths and just talk just about talk money. About yeah. it. it, it's, and maybe we can bring you on next year. And compare and see compare where we're at. Yeah, 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 look at how, you know, how it's You never know how it's going. It's me again. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Can you plug yourself and just tell plug them where yourself. they can find like, Money So Medics. where you can find us, you can find us on Instagram at Money Medic. So M-O-N-E-Y-M-E-D-I-C-S. And then you can also visit our website, www.moneymedics.co.uk. Get your money. Really check them out, guys. Um, yeah, money saving tips and going Everything. up the career. You name it. The career. Investing. Investments. And, and property all. ladder. All that good stuff. Thanks for watching. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Hi, guys. So, as you know, we always ask our lovely guests to leave us with a few words at the end of the show. And lovely Ashley said, you should be able to bear the consequences of every decision you make, good or bad. I love this one and I completely agree. So as you already know, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. See you next time.